welcome to Juggling Podcast number... 28? Uh, I don't know, maybe 28. <laughs> I don't know which one, which order we're going to put this out. But anyway, it'll be the 20, 28, 29, 30 or something like that. Um, my name is Luke Burge and sitting next to me is... Paula Brentler. And we are not in Berlin. We're not on the road. We're actually at the European Juggling Convention. This is going to be the, uh, the, the EJC, European Juggling Convention, report podcast. And we're going to go through the whole week and tell you what's happening, review the shows as they're happening, uh, talk if to artists. If they are happening. If they are happening. Yeah, so uh, just a little bit of news. Polo and I, we, uh, we drove um, after, what was the last update? Bamberg, where we, um, uh, we, we did won. The, Yeah, we did the street show competition. After that, we did Augsburg, which got completely rained out. We were very lucky. We had all our shows very early on in the festival, so we actually managed to get some shows done. But there was the competition was cancelled because of the rain, so we didn't win. Well, we couldn't no win. One win. No one won. No one won. So no news there. Then we drove down Italy. It was very, very, very hot in Italy. It's 45 degrees one day when we were driving. Which it was, was my worst day on holiday ever. Which was really, really quite unpleasant. It got to the point where I actually said to Paula, hey, tell you what, if it's going to be this hot all summer, let's just not bother going no, to Greece. Let's just... you thought about it. I thought about it. And I'm glad it. that you just thought about it. Yeah. Because if you actually would have asked me, I would have said, yes, let's go home. Because it was that bad, that, that hot. But then we pressed through. We got the ferry across to Greece, spent a few days in Greece. That was fantastic. We picked up some hitchhikers who were jugglers. That was good fun to travel with them a bit. Then we picked up some guys from the airport, from Berlin, some friends of ours, and we uh, traveled with them, mainly just... Snorkeling. Snorkeling by the sea, Snorkeling, swimming. eating, swimming, relaxing, having fun. And if you ever see one of those prickly things that in, in German they call sea hedgehogs, I think otherwise sea urchins... Don't, the eagle. Yeah, so don't don't um, put your leg against one because I've got this really nice, quite interesting array of um, holes in my leg, which is now swollen up a bit and things. But uh, then on um, Sunday evening, Sunday evening, Sunday afternoon, we actually turned up at the EJ site for real. And uh, probably let's just talk a bit about the site itself. Uh, first impressions? Just the best thing ever. Yeah. Well, it's, it's absolutely just great. it's huge. That's that's all I can say. It's a it's um, an old yeah, but aircraft. hugeness isn't no. something that counts. Uh, but it does for an EJC, uh, and it almost makes the, the the convention look small. I've no idea how many people are in here, but you can just fit thousands <laughs> of people, it. thousands of people in one big hall. It was um, uh, an air aircraft hangar repair center kind of thing. Then it was converted into um, a big sort of exhibition space and sports stadium kind of venue for the Olympic Games. And now it's uh, I'm not sure how often it's used but it's absolutely massive and very, very interesting space to juggling. They put loads of carpets down on the floor. Um, there's these big doors that open at the front. Uh, they've actually closed them now because the air conditioning... Where a whole airplane can fit in. Yeah, it's absolutely massive. Uh, the campsite is huge, but also they've got loads and loads and loads of indoor air conditioning campsites, which is like where you can... corridors. Yeah, so you just put your tent up and it works. Yeah, what yeah. I really like about it is there is the, the tiny Israeli convention. Like they whole, have a whole, whole floor. Yeah, just for the Israelis. Then there's the little Berlin, and it's just funny how these sections are, are set up. Yeah, and also where the camping, outside camping is, they put loads of gazebos up, uh, white gazebos which reflect the sun in the morning, so you can actually put your tent underneath another tent. And it's, I think it's actually working out quite well, no complaints there. The, like I say, the juggling space, the workshop spaces are in the main hall, and there's this another, another big sort of basketball court in another venue. Now the show venue... But of course, we've been here a few days already. We're actually recording this on Tuesday, but there hasn't been any big shows yet. Tonight is the opening show, and the show venue isn't quite ready yet, so we'll see how that is this evening. Um, anything else about the venue, Paula? No, I'm just really enjoying everything. Yeah, it's just absolutely fantastic. Uh, the heat is a little bit of a problem. And what I, what well, I really enjoy is there is one main entrance to the hall, and there's just one hall. Yeah. And normally at an EJC, you have, like... 
this field and there's a hall and there's a gym and there's something. But here you just sit next to the main entrance yeah. and you meet everyone. It's not like arriving the first day, meeting someone and meeting him back the last day. You meet people every day a few times. Yeah, it is. It's a very. So. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's like very much one site. You know, there is actually another place which there's another workshop hall over the other, in the other venue. Have you seen it there? No. Well, nobody can find that one. Stefan Zing's workshop was going on there, and everyone's walking around. Going, Where's the workshop, Luke? Where's the workshop? Um, so that's quite interesting. Issues with the toilets. Toilets don't flush. I'm certainly going to mention that on stage this evening. Oh yeah, I'm hosting the 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 opening show this evening as well, which uh, again last sort of like they just asked me this afternoon, so I'll be doing that. And uh, any other complaints? No. Not really, just sort of... Oh, yeah. The No, it's not a complaint, because if a, an EJC site does have its own beach, <laughs> you can't complain about the beach, I guess. Why, because the beach is a little bit too far away? No, it's just not that nice. <laughs> but it's a beach. Yeah, got exactly, that's what I said. It's like, okay, you shouldn't complain about a beach when there is one. Yeah, but it's. But it, I've only been one over one of there. these burning jellyfish that burned my arm last night when we went swimming last night. So you're swimming in the sea at, uh, when it's night and it's dark and you, you, you're blaming the EJC for touching a jellyfish? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's all cool. We've got bikes here as well. So me and Paula are cycling around the site. I know I am quite a lot. Um, and the only final thing is that there's not many shops nearby. You, oh, every time you want to go and get to oh, a... Oh, is uh, that my little Yeah, story? this, this oh, is Paula's yeah. story. Every time you want to go to a um, supermarket, you've got to catch a tram. And then if you want to go to Little, this cheap supermarket, you've got to catch a tram, like five stops, and then walk three kilometers to actually get there. So I'll let Paula take over now. Yeah, okay. The first day... Um, Flo came in the morning, he came to the van and said, Oh, Paula, I just had a yogurt. Do you know what it cost me? And it was €2.40 for just one yogurt. But he didn't have anything else, so he, he bought it. And after chatting for a few hours, we decided that we will make our own little shop. So we went to Little because we wanted to go shopping anyway. And we filled up the van and thought we'll just sell it cheaply to the to the other jugglers because no one can afford to eat here or do something and nobody wants to like walk in the sun three kilometers and catch you a tram ride you just can't do it it's yeah. just too too difficult too too hot so we didn't see anything wrong with that and um, so just in front of the main entrance we put out our blanket and all the stuff on that and wanted to sell it and of course immediately the organizers came along yeah, it was like one minute later yeah, it was while we were still taking the stuff out of the oh, bag. Okay. And she forbid it. So we weren't allowed. But she was really unfriendly and really uh, an absolutely unfriendly and not nice person. And yeah, so it was forbidden. And now we have our little black market going on. Yeah, of selling lots of different foods and patterns. So it's nothing to, nothing to do with me. I didn't want to have anything to do with yeah. this right from the beginning. Out, out of the van. <laughs> Yeah. And it's it's funny to see the people like walking past and like whispering, can I have a bottle of water, please? <laughs> and walking by. Or yesterday some people wanted to buy alcohol and drugs. Mm. And I said, no, we don't sell something like that. Oh, we just heard good things about your van. And it's it's a fun project and we are really, enjo really enjoying it. Well then, uh, that's enough on that story. We're in oh, five I minutes. Think I we we have to to break for a second because I have some yeah. customers. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Well, actually, that'll be the first update. Um, that'll be the first update then. So more updates later on, uh, especially before and after the show this evening. Customers. Okay. Paul is really pleased about that. 
so the last update was um, this afternoon, and it's now Tuesday evening. It's or is it or is it Wednesday morning? I know it's very very late. Um, I don't care. Uh, so we. I know it's not that important, but just to say that we just finished the uh, the first open stage, the opening show of the entire convention. I was hosting it, and uh, we even got the star of the show here, Marcus. Hey, how are you doing? Thanks, fine. How was the show for you? I really enjoyed performing in front of maybe 1,500 fantastic travelers, and that was something I really enjoyed. Well, that's cool, because Marcus was the last guy on stage. Uh, me, I was on stage a lot more of the time. Uh, well, I say on stage. Polo, just describe the setup there. <laughs> the setup or your... No, no, just in general, <laughs> you know. Uh, the setup. Okay. A really big hall. I think we talked about that. Uh, yeah, it's like a basketball, like an Olympic-sized basketball did we arena. Talk about it? Uh, I, can't this anyway. I think we did. Okay. Um, the light technicians. I think they were asleep. I'm not really sure. Um, maybe they met up with the with the music guys <laughs> and went for a beer or something. <laughs> Nothing was was correct. It was just everything was. I I can't describe it, Luke. It's really difficult because nothing worked. Nothing was on time the two cds skipped the the following spot just didn't follow um sometimes it was the only light on uh, i had the feeling and the other light just didn't work oh 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 one of my my the ones i really enjoyed was light from the back <laughs> was a good one like for example luke wilson's face you just couldn't see it. You could see a bit of his silhouette <laughs> sometimes. So anyway, what Paul is getting to is that as the show, the setup for the show, the acts were pretty good. You know, it was all going yeah, well. Yeah, the acts were fine. But there was just, you couldn't hear, because there was no sound system. Because uh, the sound system was just the one that they, they announced the game over. So normally over this, they just pretty much say like one thing, which is, please welcome this person. And it sounded like that. And all I could, you know, and I was hosting the show and no, nobody could hear me. I couldn't hear the audience. Nobody could see me. And I could, Actually, I could see the audience, but I couldn't really get any response yeah, back to you it. you had light from the back. Yeah, <laughs> so in total, I mean, even though all the acts were pretty good, and I was trying hard, even though, you know, I, I did a juggling routine that completely failed because the CD broke and I was just crap as well. And you didn't have the right light. And I didn't have any, li any light at all. I didn't do any li light checkups. So it was all a bit of a... Um, uh, the first two acts, yeah. I mean, all the acts were good, but the first two acts, the atmosphere was fantastic. It was actually like a football game. The yeah. atmosphere was like in a, in a football stadium, like with big waves, laola waves going on, and it was really loud. You could hear the audience fantastically. So I thought, oh, maybe that venue is better than I expected. But well, that's what I thought when I first went out on stage. Oh, and for taking the microphone it? away. <laughs> I was just saying, I first felt that when I first went on stage. I thought, this is fantastic. The energy from the audience was amazing. But uh, Yeah, but after the two, yeah. two first acts, it yeah. just dropped down. You, the audience couldn't give the energy because it didn't have it anymore. It was too much of a distance between the act and the audience. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing that I mentioned, wanted to mention is that between me standing at the front of the stage but to the first audience member was a good, like, 15 metres or something, wasn't it? It's yeah. amazing. Just, uh, just too far. I guess was more. Yeah, it felt a lot further. So anyway, the lowdown of the first show, some good stuff. Generally, overall okay, but just not, not yeah, the the start of the convention that I was okay hoping for. Show, and I guess that's one of the worst things you can say to an opening show. It was an okay show with fantastic acts, but okay show. Oh well. 
maybe maybe tomorrow I don't have anything to do with the shows for the next few days maybe I'll be hosting another one uh, but I'm not going to host another show I can tell you this now unless they sort out some better sound system uh, oh yeah also I was given the, um, the microphone just before I went on stage and the technicians gave it to me and said oh and by the way the battery in that is almost dead and I was like, well, what about a new battery? They said, we don't have any. And it was so close to the start of the show, we just couldn't do anything. I mean, how am I meant to do that? So between, like, while well, all the acts were on, I was having to turn the microphone off, not just put it on mute, but actually turn it off. And then as I, the end of the act was coming on, I had to watch it to make sure my microphone was switched on in time. And, yeah, it was all just not that, they not that relaxing. They were there. What? They were not on. I no. They weren't doing anything. Anyway. So enough complaining for us. We just st- sat there and complained about that show for the last five minutes. But uh, anyway, more updates uh, probably in the morning. Oh, oh, oh world peace. Oh, see you later. Right then, now it's Wednesday afternoon coming into evening time. And Paul and I are enjoying the convention, mainly apart. We're not actually doing much together, are we? Uh, no. <laughs> so after the show last night, after our last update... I, I guess we are a couple now for long enough. Yeah, we don't yeah. have to spend all our time together. Yeah. So I came back to the gym and hung out. Mm. Thanks for that, Polly. And uh, what did you do? You went to a party or something, didn't you? Yeah, I went to a party and get drunk. Got was drunk. it a beach party? It was planned to be a beach party, but then I think there was the police, so we, we put it onto a little hill here. And I think the reason for the party was that Paul Anderson just wanted to have a party. Yeah. Is it true? I think so, yeah. <laughs> that, about that? That's what I heard about yeah. as well. And, uh, so they, he they just went shopping, filled up a whole car yeah. and made a party. Yeah, and they, I was actually told to announce it on stage and then I was told not to announce it on stage because it wasn't allowed to be anything official from the EJC if it was happening on the beach because then, you know... Yeah, yeah. It was something like and it was something a little bit private. Yeah, but it was. Uh, I, I heard it was a great party. I actually stayed in the gym. I did a lot of juggling, and uh, well, not a lot of juggling. I mainly uh, watched people juggle, and then I um, I played a lot of combat, and combat was really, really good fun last night. And then uh, partway through combat, of course, you, it always starts off, and you're never sure who's joining in. And then um, the Gandini jugglers turned up, including Owen and Malta and uh, and Yaki and and, and other people. Joined in. Yeah, of course, they all joined with the combat, and it was really, really good combat session and then we looked across and there were some cheers going off and this big ring of people were like who is that and uh, there's obviously somebody juggling there and it was um, Joelle okay you know Joelle back in back no. in years ago um, she was the small girl who went along to the Gandini workshop and Sean Gandini gave her a video she was like 11 or 12 oh, yeah, at the I time yeah. the and, and uh, Sean gave her a video of like the Gandini one of the Gandini's routines and said hey check this out you know you might like it anyway next time they met up she had learnt the entire Gandini <laughs> act um, so this was this was just in time for the EJC in 2003 and uh, in Bremen and she's the little girl who went three three Three, three, four, four, one at the start oh, of yeah, their show. Oh yeah, they invited her on, sh- on yep, stage, onto, didn't they? On stage, so she took part there, <laughs> and then she did the open stage in 2000. She was part of the juggling orchestra the, uh, in 2004. She was part of the ball juggling team, so you know I worked with her then. Uh, and now she's come back, and she's not a, a little kid anymore. She's 16 year old and uh, looks really good. Uh, and the juggling is absolutely amazing. She's doing uh, one of the tricks that she t- she took a few attempts to get, and when she got it, you know, a big round of applause from everyone. But she got. Um, Five club, I five heard clubs. it on the hill. Did you? No, people came from the gym and said, there's a big circle in the, in yeah. the gym and a, a, a young girl. Yeah, a 16-year-old girl. And, uh, she, <laughs> in the she, middle she, Let me just explain. This is a, a standard trick that she did. You know, she did five, club ba- five clubs in doubles, five club back crosses in doubles, flash up into triples, still on back crosses, pirouette and into five clubs again or something like that. So five club back cross pirouettes is mean, mean juggling and it was super smooth 
Thomas Dietz actually got down on his knees and, and bowed to her because That's her what I heard. yeah because her uh, her five club back crosses was just so smooth. So that was pretty cool. And um, yeah, and then just hanging out with the guys and then. Uh, so will she sleep. get to the top of the juggling world? I mean, she will is. She? <laughs> but there's not many 16-year-old girls who can do tricks that Thomas Dietz yeah, but can't do. Where she go on? I think she. W I reckon she was probably going to perform here. It's because the Gandinas have come along to the convention. And she is sort of like, uh, uh, good, yeah. Or no, I think or actually are the they a groupie. They are the groupie. <laughs> Sean is a groupie of hers. Um, but yeah, I think she's uh, she's going to go far. I reckon. Uh, and uh, same story with Sergey Gandinov. You know, Sergey Gandinov wanted to be a circus performer. He wanted to be a flyer, do flying trapeze, and he got a bad leg, so he learned juggling instead. It's the same with Joelle. She was do at the youth circus, and uh, and she's. She, she doesn't uh, she's got something wrong with a leg or something like that so you'll often see her limping a bit um, yeah so she took up juggling as well anyway enough about Joelle uh, I'm sure we'll see her on stage and review I her so. I haven't seen her yesterday well no she was here yesterday but uh, she you know last time I saw her perform was in was in uh, on the open stage in Carvan like that's three years ago now anyway uh, more updates later oh no I no one last thing I did a workshop this afternoon and it was good except I forgot I, I forgot that I put down it was for two o'clock, so come ten past two, there's loads of people going, Luke, are you doing this workshop? I said, no, it's at three. And they go, no, it's at two. So I went along there as a so crammed um, a one-hour workshop down into uh, into 45 minutes. But it was good. Oh, no. I put down another workshop for tomorrow, uh, Extreme Two-Ball Workshop, which I've not done for, for years, but I'm oh, going to do it again. Are you for a big audience? Well, not a big audience. It's just that quite a few people have asked for this workshop. Uh, so I'm going to do it by popular request, if I can remember the tricks that I do. Cool. More later. It's um, Thursday. Is it Thursday? Wednesday. It's Wednesday evening. We've just finished the open stage. We actually have one of the artists from the open stage with us now. Uh, what your name is? Jelena from Poland. Okay. Um, and uh, what were you doing on stage then? I was doing uh, contact juggling. Now, we uh, wanted to talk to you. I probably wanted to talk to you because uh, it's your first ever EJC. It's your first time doing that number as well. Um, so tell us uh, how that felt. Uh, it felt really great, but... It was a bit risk because, yeah. like, uh, I take the I uh, the my friends from Italy give me this uh, big acrylic yeah. yesterday, so I'm not prepared. To really oh, it really was a new a new prop. Yeah, this was a new prop from yesterday, and I, I yeah. wanted to do it before I felt it very yeah. well. Like, I want to give it to the audience, and I did it. I think you you might say. Yeah. And I I, I really enjoyed the act. Yeah. I really enjoyed the act. Yeah. Um, also, uh, just oh, sorry. so how do you like your first EJC? Uh, for me, it's like dreamland, <laughs> meeting all the friends from the uh, whole world that I knew uh, through internet and yeah. uh, message boards and everything. Now having all here, training together and having fun. Cool. There was this one guy on the open stage this evening. I mean, we've not talked about him yet, but you actually carried him back on stage. I didn't catch the guy's name. Could you just tell me a bit about oh, him? Uh, he's the young one, 10-year-old ten, ten Czech. I didn't remember his name really because oh, no. it's really difficult okay. for me to pronounce. But but uh, he's <laughs> like incredible for me. Like I'm yeah. I'm not this level of juggling. You are maybe. But not me, <laughs> so so I was encouraged him. Everybody did it on backstage, yeah. and it was really like family meeting and everything. Yeah. So it was really great. Well, thanks a lot for that. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Pro well, other thoughts about the open stage overall? What do you think? I mean, that's a reaction of one of the artists, and a little bit about this young guy. Again, can't remember his name, but ten years old and doing a really really smooth juggling routine, like with three, four, five, and then back to four balls with just one small mistake in there. Uh, he was really good. What other? Uh, highlights of the show was there for you? Luke Wilson. 
I think he did a really good job as a host and he learned out of the, the things that went wrong yesterday and he really spoke slowly so that everyone could understand him. I think it was really good fun. Yeah, that was the thing. Like uh, I was going to mention that as well. I think Luke did learn from, you know, just how the technical setup was uh, yesterday, and and, uh, and uh, yeah, and made it very, very, very clear for everyone. And I really enjoyed the two Diablo guys. First, I thought they are just another street show act being on stage, but and they went went on and on, and I thought, okay, now they could leave the stage, in my opinion. But then they <laughs> they were really good, and in the end, I thought, hey stay on stage and do more just take over the whole show i really enjoyed them yeah they did they really it was at the point because the first act was um some club juggling and then there was some was it some poi and then there was uh, so it was quite a few like not fantastic acts to begin with and everyone was just going okay when's it going to go and then these guys came out the two diabolos and they sort of really kick-started the rest of the show and uh, yeah there was some really good stuff in there um a, a break halfway through uh, which was interesting well, because it wasn't halfway through, it was nearer to the very end of the show. Uh, but otherwise, I think, yeah, I think the, definitely an improvement over last night's show. Which uh, wasn't difficult. Which wasn't difficult, but yeah, it was uh, uh, I was sort of getting into it. The only thing is that there doesn't seem to be many other shows taking place there. It's like at the EJC last year and all these other no EJCs. No other shows. Yeah, there's just no other shows. There's just the open stage. And then there's the Renegade, but the Renegade is sort of miles away, open air, and it's a bit weird. So um, because of that... Uh, Polo is organising for tomorrow night the uh, the fight night, um, a celebrity fight night, one-on-one -on -one combat tournament. So just to give some, like, you know, something extra in the evening that seems to be missing at the moment. The organisers seem to be more interested in getting the music stages set up rather than the juggling show set up. Yeah, sorry, I didn't listen because I know, you're going to run you're fast. Going back, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. One, two, oh, we're recording. So, a quick update now. We, after not having very much sleep in the last few nights, I got a really good night's sleep last night. And I think Paula did as well. Yeah. Because uh, there was wind blowing this morning. Uh, and now, after uh, an uneventful day, I was just preparing for some workshops and things like that. Um, uh, there's the Gandini gym show. So, we're going to watch a show. Uh, it seems like quite a... Uh, I've also I've heard it's quite a lot of the old material, old routines from the Gandinas. They're putting it together and presenting it in a gym show. They're doing it again tomorrow night and then they're performing it in the public show. Uh, Polo, uh, like you say, you, you've seen the Gandini do a gym show before. Yeah, uh, and we talked about it before. Oh, did we? Yeah, I said if that would have been the only thing... Oh no, when we saw them the second time and I would have known that it's the Gandinis who did the 1,000 show, I wouldn't have bothered to go along to the next show. It wasn't a 1,000 show, it was a 10,000 10, show. 10,000 Counting show. to 10,000 and juggling um, 10,000 team honest, things. I think I would be curious if I would see it again now, if yeah. I would be more interested. Well, you're going to see something similar, I guess, but probably with a better soundtrack, not with just people counting, but probably with some music. Anyway, so the Gandinis, they've got their, all the stuff set up here in the gym, and instead of, uh, and they've actually brought the sound system through from the, the main hall through here to the gym for the, for the yeah, sound setup. They actually can move it. Yeah, but for the main show, they're just not using a sound system or a really, really crap sound system. And uh, I don't know why they don't just use the same sound system that they have here um, in, the main, in the main show venue, because then we'd probably be able to hear it and, um, and, and have more control over the sound. But uh, we'll see how it works out this evening. Yeah. If we go to the show this evening. I will. Okay, well, I will as well then. Because the Berlin Jugglers will, will perform. Oh, cool. But anyway, another quick update after the Gandini show, and uh, maybe we'll even talk to them. 
So, we just watched the um, uh, Gandini, Gandini show. show. I actually just played, I recorded some of the sounds or some of the bouncing pieces in it. Polly, tell me some of your favorite things that you saw in the show. Um, when Sean and Katy did their romantic stuff for the first time. Yeah, the, bo- mean, the romantic duet. Yeah, like the, it was just like a few seconds, but it, yeah. it showed so much the connection between the two. Cool, and uh, other stuff that was in the show, well, of course, lots of ball juggling, lots of weird music, lots of uh, uh, ring juggling. Actually, not so much ring juggling, but uh, bits of routines that we've seen before as well. But a lot of new stuff, really a lot of new stuff. I don't know where they get the time to, to do all the this. three days. <laughs> yeah, but there's no way they can put together all of that in just three days' time. Of course not. Oh, of course not. So um, anyway, I'm going to just, let's just, what? Uh, I'm just going to quickly go over there. Just quickly go over and see if we can grab one of the people from the Gandini Juggling juggling Project. Uh, uh, one, one second. Oh, there's Sean. Sean, two words about the show for the, for the Juggling Podcast. Oh, we're, we're very happy. We're very happy because we were a bit nervous because you never know how jugglers are going to take, especially uh, new material. And we put some uh, very new things in. Yeah, so. About how much of that was performed for the first time then? Uh, about half of that is new. Uh, mainly the table stuff and the bouncing stuff. The boun- uh, it's material which isn't really finished. So we, but uh, some, this was a good excuse to finish a little bit of it. And normally it's for less people, so we reworked it for more people. And yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Well, we'll talk to you later anyway. So uh, good. Thanks a lot for that, John. Okay. So that I guess was a, a successful show. They seem to be quite impressed by. Uh, quite impressed by Oh yeah, uh, and the other thing was the bounce juggling. I really enjoyed the bounce juggling, especially it's in a gym where we were sitting first row, like just. I think two meters away from it, and you could feel it in your bum. You could feel the bounces as well as you could hear that. Yeah, and what they did is just great. what they had was just like seven people all lined up, all doing um, uh, sort of like various patterns, but just I guess the size of three, 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 but bounces now and then in the style. I mean, it brought to mind some kind of clapping music. I think it's Steve Reich is the uh, uh, the um, the musician who like this like modern musician who, who did that stomp. Yeah. Well, just because the rhythms. Yeah. Well, really I, good. Yeah, very, uh, very well done. And yeah, great show. So this has been one of the highlights of my convention so far. And it's all one happened. One of the only shows. Yeah, so one of, it's one of, the, one of the three shows I've seen so far and the only, and, and one of two shows that I've not been in. So uh, yeah, it's, it's been great so far. Anyway, I've got to run off now because I've programmed a workshop for the same time as the Gandini show and then programmed it for after the Gandini show. So I think we got, I've got to head over there now and do my extreme two ball workshop. So another update later. Right, um, that kiss signaled the start of this next section of this uh, EJC convention report uh, on the Juggling Podcast. And uh, sitting next to me is still Pola. Hey, say hi, Polly. Hello. And uh, yeah, it's now, what is it, Thursday? Thursday evening. Uh, yeah, it's Friday early in the morning. Oh, Friday early in the morning. Actually, not that early anymore. It must be about 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning. Um, but uh, yeah, that means after the Gandini show, what happened then? I quickly, I, I did a two-ball workshop, which was quite successful. Lots of people came along. Even people who had been to this workshop, the last time I did it was in 2004 at the I EJC. I wanted to say, I guess it wasn't as many people as uh, as the last time you did it. No, because it was like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people turned up. But we had maybe like 50 people there. And it was really good. And I always like this workshop because I end, uh, it's extreme two ball workshop and I end with a passing trick which is 
two balls between two jugglers, four hands, and uh, and it's so so difficult. But the cool thing was, I found someone uh, to demonstrate it with who who somehow could just do it quite easily. So we got quite a long one. And then what happened? Then it wasn't me. Yeah. Uh, then <laughs> yeah, it wasn't Fola. <laughs> Fola, I don't think you'd actually manage that trick because it's I I I haven't seen. Okay. Well, what it what it is is it's a really difficult passing pattern with two balls, and I call it the most difficult pattern in the world because throw for throw ball for ball like juggler for juggler teach me. okay maybe I will um, but it's very difficult anyway so that was good then after that I did a I recorded a full podcast an hour's worth of co- podcast with Joost about um, oh, about one what when yeah that was that was yeah that was with Joost I, I, we had a long discussion uh, about an hour long discussion on the, the human body movement science of juggling and uh, good yeah, I really enjoyed it. I mean, we go off on a lot of tangents, and we, but we do come to a few conclusions uh, about juggling and practice and uh, claims about juggling, and we can actually back up these claims or disprove these claims with real evidence in laboratory, laboratory, con- laboratory conditions. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, then it was time for the show. So, Polo, tell me a little bit about the show. What acts were there, and uh, what did you enjoy? Uh, first of all, it was 16 acts, uh, which is quite a lot, I guess. And the show yeah. didn't start um, at 8.30, how it's in the program. The doors opened at 9.30. The show began at... No, the doors actually opened about three minutes to ten. Oh, yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, the plan was to open the doors. Yeah. Uh, and then I guess it started a bit after ten, mm. or a lot after ten. Mm. Yeah, and then we had 16 acts, and it went on a, a long time after one. Uh, the acts were, some of them were quite good, or really good. Audrey did her um, juggling, uh, her club juggling piece again, and was really nice, a lot better than at the Berlin Juggling Convention. Yeah, at the Berlin Convention, um, she, she dropped a lot and looked quite pissed off. Um, and this time, she just looked pissed off. And that, I realised, was actually her character, someone who looks quite frustrated and annoyed with yeah, life. But at the Berlin Convention, she really was. Yes, but it, you could see yes, that. Yes, of course it was. But here, you could actually see that she was sort of like frustrated, but it was a character. And it's really weird, because she only made like one or two mistakes, small mistakes as well. You could hardly notice them. And that was a real highlight of the show for me. Uh, if the f- last end of the show was this Japanese guy who did loads and loads of um, pirouettes, which was quite cool. Um, Thomas really did good, really yeah. clean, like yeah. Japanese style. Yeah. <laughs> he did, he did like a, a five ball three up triple pirouette or something, which is very very difficult as far as I can tell. Um, Thomas Dietz did a bit. There was some uh, some good Diabolo from uh, Dekel Azule. He finished with four, a nice one of four Diabolos on on, on stage. Yeah, uh, there was that um, other Diabolo player, and he. To be honest, I can't remember anything about him, so he couldn't have been that okay. good. Okay, he just he was. Um, Invited on stage, and the host said, "Okay, you're not allowed to clap while he's performing," and of course it killed the energy. And yeah, not even in the end he got a big applause because the people just felt, yeah, strange. Yeah. Everyone felt strange. The li- the music wasn't loud enough, so people started chatting, and yeah, it was a pity. I I hope he learned out of that that maybe he should get applause in between. Yeah, you should never ask for no applause unless you're really, really good. Now, there's one g- uh, girl who uh, French, and she's living here in Greece. Was it Madeline or something like that? 
Oh, I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, may, I'll call her Madeline. If it's not Madeline, I'll, I'll correct it later on. Anyway, she came on and did a one, two, and three and ball routine, and she got no applause during any of it because her routine was just captivating. It was spellbinding. Every single movement was perfectly choreographed and in time with the music, and it was just like one, two, three. But and you could sort of like count, like almost not count along, but, yeah, but it was she like didn't ask for it. That's no, different. she didn't ask for it, but she didn't get it. She had literally there was a silence in the audience. Nobody was talking. Everybody was looking directly at the stage at her if every single movement she made and it was and it was yeah it was just captivating it was absolutely amazing she was one of the invited guests here i think she was she's in the programs and yeah. uh, uh, i can see why they invited her because she was her act was beautiful it's one of those routines which you just think that is it's just so so cool to look at as opposed to the poi act where me and pola actually entertained ourselves by pulling silly faces at each other didn't we? yeah <laughs> i'd forgotten about that and, i was just i was just thinking of an sure opposite if, example if at the end the mu- music guy, the music technician, if you just turn the music down. Yeah, and they turn the lights because on. Because it didn't something. seem to be the end. Is there something in our car? I don't know. No, I think it's just people on the other side. So we're just sitting beside a van and we can hear things in the car and it turns out I think it's people in a car the other side of our car. Um, any Anything else about the show? Oh, yeah, about the technical side. Uh, the last past two days have been really, really difficult. Today, the, the compare got around um, n- nobody being able to hear him by, just like Luke did, not actually saying very much. And he said a lot less than Luke. He literally just came on stage and said, the next act. So much so that by the time he'd introduced the next act, generally, no, n- typically, there was... N- the, the stage wasn't set for the next act or there was still stuff left on stage so he would always go please welcome these people on stage and then it would take them like a minute to get ready and then they'd come on stage so it was a bit strange in that way he could have he should have spent an extra 30 seconds between each act doing something or just making yeah. sure but also it, the slowest stage hands yeah ever. that is true they actually did everything in slow motion I'm, I'm sure everything every single prop was perfectly in space. Yeah, because they were German. But slowly. Yeah, um, so maybe they were South German. So uh, anyway, after the show, good show, uh, pretty good. Of course, not as good as the um, Gandinis. Oh, talk of the Gandinis. There was a show by the Gondunos, um, which is the caravan team who did a huge, like, 12-minute-long pa- ring-passing number, and it was great. I would go into it, but just imagine, like, a Gandini routine, but with bigger rings. But with bigger rings and um, and different. But I, I can't really say. It was obviously uh, like a homage, like I a, think a it tribute was a to the Gandini. a bit strange to do it after the show. After I mean, the Gandini after show. After the Gandini show. Yeah. And I'm not sure what I think about it. I really enjoyed the act, but it was a bit strange after the. Yeah, after we've just. Yeah, seen but when else are they the going to do it? Show. I don't know. But don't you know what I mean? I do it know what you mean, but it, it does feel a bit strange, but hey, that's, that's what they decided, and so. They even I guess had orange rings. Yeah, and white rings and color changing rings. Yeah. But they were cool. So after that. It was time for Fight Night, the um, the one-on-one club, three-club combat tournament, um, organised by uh, Polar. And uh, actually, Polar, why don't you t- say a bit about it? Because this was sort of your project for the EJC. Yeah, and I hosted it. It was my first show ever that I hosted. And the whole day I thought about doing it. But to be honest, I expected myself to step out last second and say, oh, sorry, Luke, I, I just don't feel like it, so please can you do it and the good thing about it is I know that it would have been okay if I would have said look I don't feel ready for it can you do it you would have done it don't you yeah I would have done it yeah maybe yeah but that is a good thing that's a good backup yeah of course that you know you don't have to do so it. there wasn't the stress if, if I don't do it it's all gonna go wrong and of fall course apart. it was the stress for me because I thought shall I or shall I not and the fight club for me always is a big thing I really enjoy watching it so 
I didn't want to disturb it for other people. You didn't want to spoil it. Yeah, and it's like there are so little shows happening here. It's just the open stage and the gala show on Saturday. And the Gandini show, I guess that's it. Yeah, of course, the Gandini show. Um, but no other shows, so our plan was to set up the fight night because it belongs to an EJC and because they are so not many shows. Well, let me just say about that, because this, this convention report is a bit weird, because it's like uh, something in the day to say what we're in, uh, doing in the day, and then something in the evening to talk about the show. Uh, whereas the, the report that we did from the BJC, and the one that I did from the Toulouse convention, it's like there's loads of different shows going on all the time, and loads of competitions and events and things, and there's been less has happened at this EJC in the past five days than pretty much any convention I've been to or any like yeah. three four day convention exactly I've been to. Exactly because of that, it is one of the shows. Yeah. So, yeah. The fight club is yeah. Yeah, the fight club is. So, yeah, I felt a bit bad about it being my trying out if I'm okay show. Do you understand? But you pulled it off. Everyone really enjoyed it, and you did a really I good did job. Enjoy it. Yeah, and and the um, reason why I really wanted to do it is because no girl participated. So I thought at least a girl should host the show. And it's actually very strange to have a female host at all at juggling conventions. It's very, very rare. True. I think I have never seen her. Yes, you have, because Daphne does it at the oh, yeah. So oh, yeah, she, she I didn't like her as a host, so... <laughs> okay. No, but because I don't like when people are always... She, she did a show, and her hosting mainly was that she can speak a lot of languages. And everything she said, she translated into three or four other languages... Which made it, especially for the people who understand quite a few languages, her saying the same thing <laughs> three, four, five times. And if you don't understand a lot of languages, it made you just chat to your neighbor while she was talking in a language that you don't understand. Why are you laughing? No, it's great. I mean, it's great that you have strong opinions about hosting shows. And it's great that you have strong opinions about hosting shows because you obviously do a better job if you sort of know what you want and what know what you don't like. Because you know what you don't like, you don't do a better job. Yes, you do, because you, you don't do something. Anyway, forget it. Because uh, we've gone on about 10 minutes about today. Uh, it's been a good day, though. So uh, let's just wrap this up. Oh, fight night, the results. Um, for the third year in a row, I didn't win. I came second. And Jochen, big Jochen uh, Pfeiffer from Berlin, uh, was the winner. Yeah. It was, was good. He was good. He I was expected a, him to win. Of course, I knew he was going to win. Um, but for, so for me, actually, the challenge was to get to the final, and I did knock out Marcus Furtner, which was pretty cool, and a guy from Japan called Yutara. Um, Yuta. And uh, he uh, he actually came. Uh, he he says, "Oh, are we playing combat now." I said, "No, it's a tournament. This was just before." And he says, "Oh, a tournament." And, and I was like, "Yeah, do you want to play?" Because we didn't have anyone from Japan. We had loads of people from Europe and South America and America Israel. and Israel. Uh, nobody from Japan. And there's quite a few Japanese guys here. And he says, "Yeah, I'll play." I said, "I said, are you good?" He says, uh, "I'm not so not so good." Um, and it turns out he was really good. good. Fourth or third in the end? He, he was fourth. He, he, he was fourth, yeah. Because yeah. I knocked him out in the uh, semi-final. But, it was really uh, good. Yeah, it was really good. So uh, that was good fun. And it was so good to finally have the microphone in the hand and tell Luke to shut up. <laughs> yeah, I think Pola had a lot of fun bossing me about on stage. And actually bossing everyone around on stage. But I guess that's part of being a host. You can, yeah, poor, you can get people to do what you L. want. Yeah. <laughs> He was my first victim. Oh, also, my character for the, tonight's uh, Fight Club was just be annoyed with everyone and swear at everyone and, and turn everyone against me, but yet be entertaining with it. And I think it worked, actually, quite well, because there, was, there wasn't... It was more just people fighting, not a lot of entertainment, not a lot of character, so I wanted to add a bit yeah, more... Which was a real pity, because it would have been a lot easier for me if the... If if the fighters would have been a bit more entertaining. Yeah, if the jugglers had because actually I got into it. Because I felt quite bad. When they, when they fought... 
Do you yeah, say when fought? They, yeah, yeah. When they fought and nothing did happen, I felt bad about not saying something funny. Yeah. And normally at the fight club, it is they do the funny things and you just say and fight or yeah. something. Yeah. But well, I that's the ideal situation, but tonight it wasn't that ideal. Yeah. Anyway, so that's it. it was a pity. To be, so wrapping up today, definitely, definitely, definitely the best day of the uh, convention for me so far. Because mainly because I, I, I like coming to conventions to see shows and to see other jugglers. The Gandinas were fantastic. The open stage was by far the best one yet, mainly because there was just lo quite a few good acts rather than just two good acts. But still too many. Yeah, still too many acts. But um, and then and then fight night, which was really good fun as well, and polar hosting. So uh, that's it. Enough of I'm today. So proud. I'm so proud too. Anyway, we're starving because we didn't have enough time to eat this evening. So uh, catch you later. It's now Saturday. Uh, yesterday was Friday, and I don't think we did an entire uh, uh, an update for the entire day. Hola. Um To be honest, I'm not sure because we have done so much podcasting that I I can't differ then. Oh well. Uh, so yesterday, what happened? Uh, we. We didn't do a lot during the day, I don't think. We sort of hung out quite a lot, didn't we? I went shopping. Oh, yeah, I probably went shopping, which meant that I was sort of just hanging out and talking to people. And that's the great thing about this convention is that we've got this absolutely huge gym. Absolutely huge gym. And you meet loads of different people in here, and there's always enough space to juggle, uh, which is a bit strange, even though there's like thousands of people in the gym at the same time. There's always enough room. You just sort of go a little bit off the carpet so you can find yourself some space. And yesterday I had a good uh, geek out session with a guy called Daniel who's selling Site swap posters with the with the, you've seen seen the posters with the, the different things yeah so anyway we me and him had a, a good discussion about juggling notation and um, all this geeky stuff is he selling them on the black market I don't know he's selling them here the site swap posters five euros so there's a box of them there maybe if you just go over and, and take one um, anyway he was actually asking me and Pola can he give us this box of posters to drive back to Berlin with because he's going to be living in Berlin for years which is quite cool anyway you said no I did say no oh thanks because uh, we're actually not going straight back to Berlin we're traveling for four weeks and have a full van anyway so um, what else happened oh yeah in the evening um, we, Paul and I, uh, and uh, maybe five, six hundred other people watched a fantastic sort of street theatre show set up um, as a as a cocktail serving bar. Uh, Paula, why don't you mention that? Just in the front of the of the main entrance, it was actually an EJC show. It was really good. It was entertaining. It was about the characters of the people, and it was a full show just with with some of them. We could tell you a lot more about it, but I think probably the best thing to do is to check out the website shakethat.com or something like that, isn't it? The name of the, band, the the group was Shake That, but it was absolutely and fantastic. The tricks, they were fine, but the characters were fun. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, actually, yeah, I would say it wasn't a show about cocktail flair bartending. It was more a show about five characters doing their thing and just happened to be behind a bar and they were playing around. The great thing is, is because they're behind a bar, which means as soon as they squat down, they disappear. So they can make really, really quick entrances and exits off of the stage. They can do loads of magic. Actually, it was quite a lot of magic stuff and illusions in the show as well. Uh, and just a, a lot of people disappearing magic tricks. Yeah. And they could just do that because of the bar setup that they were in. I really, really enjoyed that kind of thing. Also, one of the guys... They were lucky because everyone enjoyed it because they haven't seen a lot of shows. Yeah, that's a good thing as well. There haven't been that many shows, like I was saying before. Normally we can do updates about loads of different stuff. Yesterday we didn't even bother going to most of the open stage because, well, I don't know, we just couldn't be bothered last night. The sound system hasn't been sorted out. The lighting really hasn't been sorted out in the main show venue. Tonight's the public show, and uh, hopefully they, they sort it out a little bit better for the public show, but I, I just don't 
I'm just not expecting that to take place. Uh, but anyway, yeah, the good thing about the Shake That show, the cocktail show, was that one other guy, Sander, who used to be in Circulation du Lequel. Good. No, he had a broken leg. No, okay. But you said the good thing about No, it wasn't a good thing. It was an interesting thing. Let me say that. Interesting wow. thing is one of the guys had a broken leg and his um, ex-performing partner, Bram, who actually helped develop the show, I think, of it, um, stood in for him and, and took his place in the show. And you wouldn't notice. Yeah. The thing is, I was wondering which one was the, the person stepping in. I didn't know beforehand. It was Bram. Yeah, now I know. But I checked out. I had to check the flyer and look for every single person to find out which one it could have been. So good, was he? Yeah, it was. That's what I'm saying. That was a good thing. That's, 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 that was my point. The good thing was that even though one guy had, had broken his leg... Okay, okay. It wasn't good that he broke his leg, but it was good that when one of them breaks their legs, they, they had someone just to stand in at the last minute. Anyway, so that's an update for, for yesterday. Oh, in the evening, oh, um, I, the I show. I quickly want to say that uh, a bad thing about the organization again. Sorry for that. But they put the Gandini show and this other only show happening on on the same time. Yeah, both and at 7 o'clock. And they actually said to the Gandinis one day beforehand, um, yeah, your show is cancelled. And they said, like, what? We are, like, practicing for, for weeks and months now, and we think we have two shows. Yeah, but it won't happen. And when people come along to your show, uh, we'll send them away to the other show. That's how the organization is. Yeah, so time after time. A little bit about the Open Stage show last night. Um, there wasn't that many acts that we saw, was it? Because we went in uh, late. We saw some great guys. Was it what the names from, from Israel with the spoons? You didn't see them, though, Paula, did you? Uh, no, but I saw them before. Yeah. Uh, I don't know the names. The ladles. Um, I can't remember the names off the top of my head, but they were great. We raved about them at the Israeli convention. And uh, also the... Um, uh, there was Eric Aubrey. Uh, I didn't actually see much of his act. I sort of came in about one minute at the end of his act. And then uh, this was the first time I went in there. And then I saw Dave Kelly doing his stuff badly. And then they came out and set some devil sticks, uh, no, flower sticks on stage. So I just left and came back later. But we did see as a finale, Joel, um, who was uh, this uh, girl that I talked about earlier, um, who uh, is doing quite a lot of stuff with the Gandinis and she has a really great act of her own um, she started off with some fantastic three ball juggling just so amazingly quick really really fast flowing and her arms are going all over the place she's dancing with the balls yeah. and her arms yeah <coughs> and that was it's really nice yeah it was absolutely fantastic and then she went on to just do some technical juggling which I was it almost spoiled it in a way I'd rather have her just done the three ball or maybe three four five balls and then she did some clubs and she couldn't perform with clubs in the same way that she was performing with the balls um, so it ended up just more of a technical demonstration and I've seen her in the gym and she's a lot better in the gym and uh, and I saw her a bit in the Gandini show and she was really good in the Gandini show as well so it was a pity oh another person that we saw and liked a lot in the in the open stage was Ori Roth doing his three ball routine he got he got a standing ovation for that because it is very good he was a bit more droppy but then again in the lights in that in that and on that stage everyone's a bit droppy so um that's about it for yesterday. Today, well, we just pretty much... Oh, we got a bit drunk last night and had a good juggling session and, and watched the Gandinis do their thing. 20 club passing between four people is very impressive, however yeah. you look at and it. And we saw Flo and Jochen, big Jochen, uh, showing them some tricks, which was really cool to see Sean going crazy, like, oh, wow, that's so sweet, that's so nice, oh, wow. <laughs> uh, that's a good impression of Sean, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so that was it last night, and then I'm not moving my whole body while I say that. <laughs> yeah, you've got to be dancing around to be sure. Um, so, yeah, today uh, we'll do another update today after probably after the public show. I'm not sure what else is happening there. Oh, another thing is that we organise Fight Club, you know, without anybody asking, and that we, so far there haven't been any um, games sessions like that, and we're not even sure if there's one scheduled. So, 
I'll ask, and if there's no game shows, uh, games scheduled, Paula and I will just organize some unofficial EJC games late night tonight. But I think we should call them the official, unofficial games. The official, unofficial games. And as prizes, we'll give away all the leftovers from Polar's black market just market. toilet paper. Oh, just toilet paper? Yeah. Just give away... That's what everyone needs and yeah, wants. Just give away rolls of toilet paper. Anyway, that's enough about uh, yesterday and today. And uh, another quick update um, at the end of the public show this evening. Yeah. Okay. Apparently it's going to be a long one. <laughs> Who would have expected that? I can't wait. Bye. Okay, well, it's not after the public show. Like we said, that will be the next update. But I, um, I found a, a friend of mine, Rick from America. Hey, Rick. Good afternoon. Is it afternoon? Yeah, I guess it just is afternoon. Anyway, uh, I just wanted to, uh, Rick to, to tell us a little bit about what he thinks. As an American who uh, is uh, normally sort of, you'd be classed as sort of maybe an IJA crowd juggler, you know, with your look and I guess your age. And <laughs> Absolutely, with my age, that's it, you're right. So uh, just tell us a little bit about what the, what, why you come to the EJC uh, every other year and, uh, and why, why don't you just stick to the IJA and why, um, I don't know, just compare and contrast, I guess. Okay, um, I think I come to the EJC every other year um, because I really like the the camaraderie you know you you hear a huge amount about the family aspect of the IJA convention and there is that it, it's true that people feel as though they can bring their families and they bring their little kids and they have like a little family vacation but here it's one big family so you yeah you have little kids running around and you have uh, old people like me and you have uh, people from all over Europe really all over the world and it becomes one big truly truly one big family uh, just a bit then about sort of like what the what the uh, like what the facilities are like at an IGA compared to uh, an EJC as well for people who ha who haven't been to one of the one or the other of them uh, sort of compare and contrast those. Well, I, I think that you have to realize that when you come to the EJC, there are maybe five times at least five times as many people so it takes a much larger facility and the cavernous uh, Helen Icon Center that we in, are in here now is um, is really really nice it's it's sort of I guess it really is an old airplane hangar and it has nice little carpet on the floor in certain places um, but it, um, it really gives you most times of the day plenty of room um, it's a little bit more um, hippie-like, I guess. Uh, you know, it's a little bit more uh, free-thinking, I guess, in terms of the space and in terms of the people and in terms of the way people are dressed uh, than you would find at the IJA. Um, I went to the IJA this year, and it was in a, a lovely convention center with beautiful carpeted uh, floors, and, and it was very, very nice. Uh, personally, if I have to choose between one or the other, I have to say, I'm going to go with the EJC. Even though it's further? Uh, oh, well, the further, the better. <laughs> uh, well, thanks a lot, Rick. It's, it's been great to catch up with you uh, uh, about that. Thank you. My pleasure. So we've just finished watching the public show and actually we've just tried recording some different stuff about the public show, our views and thoughts, but we always seem to just start off really negatively about the public show, even though all of the acts were really, really good. I mean, there was not any dud acts in the entire show not any acts that weren't like enjoyable in some way it's just that overall we me and polo we just seem to be quite unhappy about it and again nothing to do with the artists it's just like the programming and the and the and the way the show was put together and that between every like that when every act started 
there was just like darkness and 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 silence and for, for ages and ages and ages and then there was no laughter and the, and the host of the show never made us laugh once and all these different kinds of things whereas the acts themselves just go through some of them Marco Paoletti absolutely fantastic Maxim Camaro brilliant Emiliano very very interesting and the, the, the Gandinis their glow act was absolutely fantastic Morgon finishing the, at the show absolutely brilliant Stefan Zing and Philip really really good stuff and, and on and on I mean there was some loads of really good stuff the thing is I always like the, the, the public show to be a variety show and all of the acts except Ville Valley, they were either club acts or ball acts. And all of the acts except Morgan were just sort of like juggling acts and, and no comedy involved in them at all. And, and all of the acts, you know, were, or, or many of the acts were just artistic and without any um, soundtrack. So each individual act would have been really good in an appropriate show. But I just wanted variety. In the end, I just want someone to get up there and, and mess about a bit. And it just, we just didn't have that in this show. Although, like I say, there was loads of really good acts. There was about eight standing ovations and only 12 acts in the entire thing. But, and all the artists were deserving of their standing ovations. But anyway, it was just a bit strange. Um, Paula, have you got anything to say? No. Paula's not got anything to say about the show. Again, we, like, we tried, but um, I think that'll, that'll have to do. So uh, great public show, um, but just in the end, slightly unsatisfying, which is a real pity. So it's now Sunday, the last full day of the convention. Everyone's sort of sitting around. The traders are packing up. Lots of people are leaving. But with me now is the new chairman of the EJA, uh, Jan. Hello. Uh, so just tell a little bit about this convention and, and, and the business. It's just a little bit about the business side of the EJA, uh, you know, how you were voted in uh, and, uh, and also where the EJA is going in the next few years. Well, uh, it was an election, all the different reps from the different countries decided to vote me. There was one other candidate, but they preferred to... I think the EJA preferred to do more work themselves, because that's uh, kind of what I want to do. I really want to get the whole EJA working better as an organization. I want the, um, the EJA to be able to help the EJCs more, even more than they are today. I think um, we already have one innovation, if you could say, and that is that uh, Joanny, who has been the stage manager for the um, open stages this year, last year, other years, he will also be dealing with the artists between the conventions. So not just meet them all at the first day of the convention, have to start from scratch there. And things like this, we'd like to, to do this with other areas as well, but uh, since he has volunteered to do it, we'll start with this. So that's one innovation. What's, what else is coming? We'll have to see. This, uh so your qualifications for being the chairman, you've been involved in the EJA for a long time, yeah? Yeah, I think it's about five years since I was elected the Danish rep. So for four years I was the Danish rep, and the last year I've just been sort of a facilitator at, uh, at the meetings and stuff like that. Well, that's cool. So tell me a bit about the uh, uh, the, uh, the EJA, e EJCs in future years, because I think we've got a lineup over the next few years now. Yes, obviously, as most people know, we're going to Karlsruhe in Germany next year. And then after that, we'll be going to um, Vitoria, the Basque country, northern Spain. This has been voted on and decided now, has it? Oh, yes. And even the year after that has been decided, which is 2010, Johansu in the eastern Finland. And after that, it's, um, we don't know, 
so far Munich has put in a, a bid, but uh, we have to see. It's still open for people to put in bids, so if you would like to organize a EJC 2011 in your town, then contact your EJA rep or go directly to the EJA. Um, sometime before Christmas would probably be good, then we, we know you're interested. Well, that's fantastic. And just a little bit about this convention. How has your convention been here? Of course, you've been doing business side of things, but I also saw you on stage presenting a show, and I've seen you doing um, other stuff in the gym as well. So just tell me a bit about your experience at the convention here. I've had a great convention. That's uh, The beach is the best. So when I've not been busy doing other stuff, I'd, I have spent some time on the beach, which has been very nice. Uh, I have been actually been juggling a little bit. Um, I've enjoyed very much just doing random passing, which passing with no rules, uh, you should try it. Well, I do try it. Well, thanks a lot, Jan. I think that's just about it. Uh, anything else you want to say? Not really. Just keep juggling and uh, let's make these things happen every year. That's what it's about. Okay, well, yeah, hopefully the EGA keeps doing its job for many, many years to come. Thank you. No problem. So this is the last update from the EJC because it's actually after the EJC now. Um, that finished on Sunday and that was when we had our last update and I talked to Jon, um, the uh, the new chairman of the EJC there. Uh, and so now we have uh, what what happened on Sunday, Paula? There was a parade. Did we go on the parade? No. Um, we didn't go on the parade because we pretty much never go on parades. But I think quite a few people went on. Yeah, there's about a thousand people went down there and were walking along and Costas, the main organiser, was up the front of it and he looked a bit lost. Apparently he wasn't lost though, he was just deciding if he was going to take a parade down somewhere he wasn't officially allowed to take a parade. Yeah, so it was like the whole convention. Yeah, not really quite sure what the organisers were doing, um, even when they were doing it, so it's a bit strange. But anyway, yeah, Sunday evening, a, um, we were just sort of sitting around, lots of stuff happened, um, there was some various music going on on Sunday as well, I, I really enjoyed just sitting listening to some girl playing the drums on Sunday. That was good. Oh, and also late night on Saturday, there was an impromptu concert by um, Philip, who is a beatboxer, from, as of Stefan and Philip, and uh, and that was a great sort of impromptu concert. Other things that sort of happened spontaneously, um, during the Renegade that was happening on the the uh, Sunday night in the main like gym. after the convention. Yeah, this was sort of like the very, very last thing at the convention, late Sunday night. Um, sort of like a, a new Renegade start, and that was quite interesting because it started just with a group of uh, French guys and me and actually some Germans so a group of just random like jugglers 10-15 metres away from the, the rear runnergate. Yeah there was, a, there was sort of like at the back of the crowd and what happened was that we were just sitting around in a big circle trying to throw a peg spring, a spring from a peg into an upright empty water bottle so you see it's a tiny little target and we were all about 2 metres away so we kept on doing it again and again and again and then for about 10 minutes and 15 minutes and then um, actually it was Philip again he managed to throw it in there and it was like woohoo and then we wanted to try and find something else to do so it turned into like little games with water bottles and trying to throw a water bottle so it was standing up and then it got bigger and bigger and I went and juggled for a few minutes and then came back and different things are happening and then someone got the idea of a standing long jump competition so you had to put the bottle down and jump over it from a certain distance and then it got to the point where you have to hold a club spin around and then try and jump over it and by that time there's a crowd of maybe 30 people and it grew and grew and grew and one guy do you remember the guy's name with the with the um no, the, sorry with his swishy hair, I can't remember his name, but he sort of took over and hosted it, and it just became like the Renegade Renegade at the back of the other Renegade venue. So that was absolutely fantastic, a real good fun and loads it of It would have skills. been bad, but it wasn't planned, so... It no, no, it was all so impromptu, but it was like the, the first impromptu thing, the first spontaneous thing to happen at the entire convention, or a big sort of, big-ish thing with lots of people joining in, and it was like the very last thing that happened. And at one point, um, Yoni came over and says, why don't you all come over and join the main Renegade? And 
we're like, no. But then, of course, in a few minutes later, we um, the, the guy said, OK, let's all go and join the main renegade. And uh, and actually, later on, the main renegade really kicked off and, and, and got going as well. I did one thing, uh, two things, actually. I did a little ping pong ball routine, which I wanted to see the reactions of what, what the audience likes, different tricks-wise. And that was quite good to check that out. Uh, and then as I was taking the microphone away, because they didn't have a proper microphone for the renegade, so I lent them this microphone. I think that's probably why we didn't do an update, actually, late on on the Sundays, because the renegade, uh, oh, yeah, yeah that was why we didn't do one. I just remembered that. Uh, so I took this microphone, and they're like, oh, come on back and do something on stage. So I decided to um, uh, do something, and they just go, get naked. And they've been saying this all night. And actually, for the whole renegade, it was like, oh, get naked on stage, get naked on stage. So I just um, balanced a club on my on my nose and got naked, not realizing it was a big deal, because actually, at that point, nobody else had got completely naked. And uh, everyone was uh, cheering and things. So that was the last thing that I did at the EJC. And apparently then, after we went to bed, the, um, the renegade kicked off, and Marco Paoletti and Stefan Zing had a big session up there, and uh, oh, really? and yeah, yeah, it was oh, all kicked off, that. and there was loads of club jugglers, and loads of really good jugglers, and and you know like um, Carlos got up there and did stuff, little Malta from Germany, and yeah, it meant to have got really really good before sort of fading out in the early hours of the morning. So um, that was pretty much the end of the convention for us, uh, and we we missed that final final phase of the last renegade, but hey, we had a lot of fun that uh, on Sunday. It was really great. And Monday we went and had a look around Greece, uh, not Greece, Athens, and saw the Acropolis and saw lots of other oh, jugglers. Yeah, but on Saturday, Saturday night, we went swimming with, or I went swimming with quite a lot of people, and that was good, good point for me as well. Oh yeah, because you you were swimming while the sun came up. No, not while the sun came the sun came up, but while it got bright. Yeah, so the beach was a was a big draw for a lot of people uh, all the way through the week, uh, and then yeah, so we saw lots of jugglers in the centre of Athens, and then today, well, we drove out into the country and we've and we've been swimming again this morning, more snorkeling around an ancient ancient ruin. So we've been snorkeling around a sunken harbour, which has been a lot of fun. Anyway, so just to wrap up our uh, convention experience and touch on a few more points again. Let's Let's do the whole high-low stuff. High-low, goal, crush, bane, and there may be a surprise. So, Polly, uh, let's go through these really quickly because we've okay. been going. This podcast has been going about an hour now. So, uh, your high of the convention? My high, I think, arriving for the first time at the at the site and just seeing that impressive big hall. And when when we first arrived, the big entrance was still open. Yeah, the so huge it, doors, the aircraft hangar the main, doors were open. Yeah. It was the main meeting point because all the people who went into the into the hall, they stopped there and chatted, and that was really great. Later they closed it, and I can understand it because of the air condition, but that was my favorite place. Yeah. And our black market. Well, that's cool. My high points actually were some of these impromptu concerts that happened like on the Saturday, the last things, you know, these little events that happened like that last Renegade, Renegade, uh, listening to some of the music people were playing, you know, sort of live music. Um, also, I, I really, really enjoyed most of the oh. Thursday. What? And me hosting my first show. And I was show. just getting to that on Thursday because we saw the Gandinis, the open stage was pretty good, and Polar hosting her first big event. That was a big highlight for me, and just taking part in Fight Club because I always enjoy that. So my low of the convention was, um, oh, I had a really good low. Oh, yeah, that was actually after the, the public show, after the big gala show, me and Polar sitting down to record our thoughts for the podcast. And we went on for five minutes, and while we said some good stuff, mostly it was negative and long and boring, and then we tried again, and then we got really upset. Um, and Polar got upset because what she had said wasn't good enough for the podcast, and all this kind of stuff. And that was a real low point. It's not that it wasn't good enough. Luke decided that it wasn't good enough. And I was really, really angry with him because I went on for... I don't know, for three minutes telling her all the stuff that I thought about the open. Yes, but uh, mostly it was just show. moaning about it. Yeah, but it was 
it was moaning with thinking. It wasn't just like, oh, it wasn't good. It was like I said why I thought bits weren't good. I know, I understand that, but it just was it was just a bit too much. And it wasn't just the podcast, it was how disappointed I was in the public show. For a show that had like eight standing ovations, I should have, or we should have enjoyed it a lot more. We should have had a lot more better things to say about it. But just overall, it was, uh, yeah. uh, for me, not the public show itself, but just that point was, uh, was a low point. Anyway, Polo, your low point of the convention. My low point was also the black market because when we first started it, as I said, a person came along and just took, I'm not sure if you say that in English, but she took us the wind out of the sails. Yeah, we, we, we've talked about that quite a bit on this podcast already. Yeah, yeah. It was but, a long time ago for you, but it was like yeah, 50 minutes ago for these yeah. people. And when, when all the Berlin jugglers, which I thought would be my friends, and that I spent nine days with, left without saying goodbye, and I won't see them for another four weeks. <laughs> okay, so Paula, your, um, your goal of the convention, and let's get these answers quicker now, because we're going on too okay. long. Uh, my goal, having fun, I did... Learning something new, I did in a way. I wanted to learn four clubs, and I got eight eight catches a few times. Um, yeah, I think that's it. My goals, I had quite a few goals, but uh, again, to have fun and to do some workshops, and that was great. To host some shows, I did, but wasn't really happy with it. One of the main goals, though, was to get lots of stuff for the podcast, and we did get quite a few interviews, but not all the interviews with people who promised us interviews at the EJC, like the Gandinis and and, uh, and Maxim Camaro. Those were two people that we thought we were going to interview and, and just Michael. never got, and never got around to. Yeah, Marco said after his big show that he did in the public show, he was going to talk to us about it, but he's also said he'll be back in Berlin on October like us. And we didn't get some interviews, but then we got other stuff. A crush of the convention and, and and one of my goals was to was to to do something by myself without you and i did i did that show yeah I you hosted the hosted the, hosted yeah. the um finite uh, my crush of the convention was hans and the, the whole team from shake that the um cocktail group uh, the cocktail show that we saw second time we saw that i actually watched it from behind and saw all the magic happen from behind Polly, your crush um the berlin jugglers and gabby i really enjoyed to chat to gabby yeah the editor of cascade amazing yeah. And yeah, Billy. I really, I, I'm really glad that I got to know Billy. I That's cool. Bane of the convention. Uh, the organisation. Yeah, again, a bit more about the organisation. Don't want to moan about this, but it would have been better if the organisers just let other people get on with it. This was the idea that Jules had in Slovenia. He said, OK, I'll just put a venue together and then everyone can organise all the shows when and where they wanted to. And while the venue wasn't great for juggling, it was fantastic for all these little shows because there was three show venues, a renegade venue, a big one for the open stage and another venue for the uh, for these other alternative shows that would take place. And it was great because everyone did organise loads of stuff and, and that was the good thing thing about Slovenia were all the shows and the variety that was of stuff that going on in the evening and this year just there was just nothing there was just nothing like that at all and also my final bane of the convention was the um, the guy with the orange shorts generally known as orange shorts guy or fucktard I think that was his main name throughout the convention he always put the music on seven o'clock in the morning rock music as loud as he possibly could he slept in my hammock at one point I had to kick him out he was just annoying constantly and he wore the same pair of orange shorts all the way through the convention the same t-shirt as well he was just quite an unpleasant guy to to, to have at a convention Polar Bane I, I said my bane, the organisation. Oh, okay. So, and I, d- I don't need to go into it because everyone will have his own opinion about okay. it. Okay. And finally, surprise of the convention. Surprise! How little you can organise. <laughs> really. <laughs> or how little can be organised? Yeah, I was really surprised by, with such a fantastic site, 
how it was a fantastic convention, but it was the site. It was it was the big no, nothing yeah. else. The site and the people, but it could have been. How? Uh, what? What kind of fantastic word will you? Know yeah, just for the that? most unbelievably it, yeah, good convention yeah, ever. It could have been if they would have organized something. And, and it wasn't. It was just a no, great it convention. Was a, it was a great convention, but yeah. it was because of the people and because of the site and nothing else. And my final surprise is that I'm so surprised at how little you can laugh during the in, for, for all the shows. True. Like. That was the main thing that we really didn't like about a lot of the shows is that, I mean, the compares couldn't do comedy because nobody could hear them. And then the, most of the open stages, you know, people don't want to get on the open stage and do comedy routines because it's just not what you do. Uh, and we worked out that all the way through the public show, we laughed once at one act and that was... That was Morgan, you know, at the end, and he's really, oh, really no, funny. Oh, and the Diablo guys. Oh, yeah, the Diablo guys were quite good, but that was like an open stage earlier on. But the, the I think there was, uh, the main sta- on the main stage, there were three acts that were meant to be funny and were funny that made you actually laugh. Uh, there was like that, that on the first night, there were some guys doing some street show kind of stuff, and they did some funny stuff. I mean, it wasn't great, and they couldn't hear the reaction from the audience, but still, they, they were, at least they were trying. But otherwise, it was just so difficult to make people laugh in there, and so people didn't, and it was very strange. So that was my final surprise. So wrapping up the convention, fantastic convention, really, really good. Two points, lots of people didn't come from the UK. And the reason they gave was, oh, it's being organized by Greek people and it's going to be really, 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 really hot. And the really, really, really hot didn't actually affect the convention much. I'm actually peeling now because I haven't been in the sun so much. You could stay inside in air-conditioned gyms and air-conditioned tents for a long, long time, and that wasn't a big problem. The point that they had was that it was organized by Greek people and that they weren't very organized. Uh, well, I'll give them that point as well. So, uh, yeah. But if they would have known mm. how fantastic the site is, yeah. they maybe would have come yeah, along. Yeah, they maybe would have come along, uh, but it was fantastic. So I think that's going to wrap it up. Really, really great convention. We've really, really enjoyed ourselves over the past uh, nine, ten days. We might have been moaning a lot, but despite all our moaning, we've had a really, really, really good time. And the cool thing is, is that it makes me really, really interested to see what Karlsruhe is going to be like next year. It's going to be organised by Germans, which means it's going to be great. Tent convention again. Sorry? And it will be a tent convention. A tent convention, yeah. Um, but I think, you know, Bremen was also a tent convention and it rained, but it was organised by Germans, so um, everything came together in a fantastic show and, and lots of other facilities. So that's it, signing off now. Um, Juggling podcast number 28, EJC Report Special. See you later. <laughs>